You're listening to The Table Talk with your host, Anthony Irvin, a.k.a. Spoken Light. Tune in every other Thursday starting at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time with me and a new special guest live on Facebook and Twitch. Without further ado, let's start the show. What's up, everybody? Welcome to a brand new episode of Table Talk. This is episode 25. Man, 25 episodes. That's two dozen. Two dozen. Just uh, a little over two dozen. 24 is two dozen, but 25, uh, two dozen and a plus. Yeah. So this is uh, awesome. I got an awesome guest here tonight. Uh, I got to uh, meet him last night. We had a great conversation. Looking forward to you guys meeting him. Uh, most of you, if you guys are local in the area, you may know this gentleman. Uh, he is a uh, solo artist and he also has a, uh, a band of his own as well. And we'll be getting to both of those as well. But first, I want to be able to uh, give a shout out to my Patreons uh, on Patreon. Uh, I want to give a shout out to Bernadette, Dave, and Mary. Thank you all for being part of the Patreon, the private community of Table Talk on uh, Patreon. If you guys want to be part of the show, feel free to uh, look at the Patreon account. And become a patron today, patreon.com slash table underscore talk. Uh, we have some great incentives over there. You're going to be able to get the bonus footage that's going to be available after tonight's show uh, with me and the special guest tonight. And uh, you get bonus footage after every show. So there's uh, extra uh, content, and uh, you'll be able to get downloads of these episodes, video and audio. Uh, they also go up on Podbean. Spotify and Apple Music later down the line and you guys can make sure to follow the show, follow Table Talk and subscribe on Podbean, Spotify, Apple Music. The links are in the description of the uh broadcast here tonight, so make sure you uh check out the past episodes on those websites and if you're watching on Apple Podcast, please uh give it a, a good rating. And a comment, it, it really helps out the uh, channel over there. And if you're on Spotify or Podbean, uh, you know, give us a follow, give us a comment on one of the episodes. It really helps out the uh, channel and keeps it growing. So uh, thank you all who have been uh, downloading the episodes and tuning in on those as well. So uh, without further ado, let's get to our special guest tonight, shall we? So la ladies and gentlemen, let's introduce Matt McCain. Hey, what's up, man? How you doing? Hey, I'm doing great, Anthony. How you doing today? Doing good, doing good. It's it was a uh, busy day over at the lab, uh, but I'm here. I'm here. <laughs> that's good. Well, hey, happy 25th show. I think that's a uh, a dozen plus a baker's dozen. Yeah, yeah, man. It's a it's a good number to have, you know. And thank you for being the 25th uh, person to be on the show. I really appreciate it. You know it, man. That's it's great to be here. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Uh, so, uh, for those who may not know you, uh, how about you give a little bit of a uh, background uh, about who you are, Matt? Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, you know, singer songwriter, um, band leader, producer, engineer, all those kind of things. Uh, so, I've been a musician for over twenty years. I've played on five plus albums and mm. um, produced you know other people's albums and played on other albums as well uh so yeah i'm uh you know lifetime musician and uh some people might know me from the band muskrat flats uh so mm -hmm. we play 
you know, the Philly area and tri-state area. And uh, this year we'll be getting out to some um, West Coast uh, shows and maybe some Midwest shows as well. Very nice. But uh, yeah, that's that's kind of a, a snapshot of my musical journey there. Yeah, I am uh, still a little uh, new to the Muskrat Flats. Now, uh, I usually see them playing out. And uh, so are, are they uh, strictly original band or is it original and covers or how did that all kind of start out for you guys? You know, it, it actually was a, a band that started out in the studio creating mm-hmm. an original album. And, you know, I can talk more about that story uh a different different moment but mm-hmm. yeah it, it really started out of the studio we created a, a seven song album and then went on to start playing shows and festivals and stuff like that um so we you know love playing our original music now we have you know much more material than that but we also play plenty of covers depending on what the show is um many people may have seen us out at um 118 north in mm-hmm. wayne Yes. Um, they do their under the tent series and they've been nice enough to feature us a number of times um, last year and this year on their Grateful Dead night or on a special night. Uh, so they've been one of our biggest supporters and we played there outside, inside a number of times. And uh, so a lot of people you know, may have seen us uh, there playing lots of covers. We always like to sprinkle in some some fun ones and more than anything, we love to get out, get people out and dancing and yeah. have a good time. Yeah, I saw a couple of videos uh, from some of the past shows. It looks like you guys, are, like you said, like to try to you know get the crowd moving, participating. It's and that's what it's all about. You know, if you if you're up there and the people are loving it and kind of you know singing along, dancing, that it makes the night even better for you guys. You know. Yeah, well, you know, that's what I always tell young guys: if you can uh, figure out a way to pe- get people dancing, you'll yeah. have a job for a long time. Yeah, absolutely. Because you know, uh, especially in the uh, bar scenes, restaurants, you know, that that's what uh, most of the people are there for. I mean, if they're coming for a, a well-known uh, act, you know, they know if uh, that they're going there to have a good time. And it's one it's one thing for you to be playing music, but uh, it's one thing being an entertainer of a, of uh, the music and being able to portray that. And you know, pe- people will catch on to that, and uh, they they can kind of tell you know, uh, bands that are in there for, you know, the long run with being able to being, uh, an entertain, uh, entertaining a crowd. Whereas ones that are just there to be, you know, strumming a couple chords and saying, Hey, we're playing these songs, but it's a different story when it's coming and saying, Hey, we're playing these songs, but we want you guys to be, you know, up and dancing and having a good time. Cause that's the people, that's the people that continue to come back for you. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, that's, for us, you know, we're, we'd be considered a jam band, you know, mm-hmm. dancey, rock and roll, music, folk, all that kind of stuff. But, you know, the the biggest reason why we present all these songs and have people out is to, to get that communication between the artist on stage and, mm-hmm. and the people in front of us. That's that's what we really love. You know, it's, it's fun playing in acoustic shows. And, you know, I play all kinds of shows from, you know, a tiny uh, little acoustic show to, to bigger rock and roll shows. But you really have to contour what you're doing. Sometimes when you're in music, unfortunately, you're the background music, you know, and then right. people put their head up and they say, oh, yeah, I did that song. That was cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But uh, you really got to figure out what, you know, the crowd you're playing to. And for us, we know that our success is, you know, getting people engaged. And, you know, a number of times people have said to me, you know, something about the muskrats that, you know, they connect with the crowd in a certain way. And that's that's what we're going for. So if we're doing that, then we're doing our job. 
Yeah, yeah, especially uh, with me because I was a an original artist uh, coming up as a kid, and uh, I've only been in the cover band scene for roughly like four or five years, and it, it was a a big change to kind of go from, you know, being an original band and you feed off a lot of that, uh, energy from the crowd, where as being a solo artist in a, in a bar, nine times out of 10, you usually don't get that same type of reaction. P- people are like, you were saying, like you get the crowds that are just there to be there. They know you're there, but they're not going to be like, Hey, yeah, I'm coming out for this guy. Or yeah, I'm, like, they're just going to be kind of doing their own thing. And every once in a while they'll turn to you and be like, Oh, okay. I knew that song. That was pretty good. And then, uh, but the other times you're just playing a song and you just hear like whispers and you're just like, okay, next song. And it, it, it took me, it took me a little while to kind of not expect you know, the crowd to react and have me feed off the crowd to know whether I'm doing like a good set. It was more of just the fact that, you know, just keep playing and, you know, just stay in that moment and, you know, people will catch on. And it's, it's worked for me. The fact that, I mean, if they, if they, uh, sometimes when you think people are not paying attention, they're, they're paying attention even more. So they know that you're, you know, having fun up there and you're really, you know, rocking out. They'll, they'll catch on to it for sure. Yeah, you said it. That's that's the uh, the biggest job right there. And hey, keeping people in a seat at the bar, any bartender will appreciate that. You know, absolutely. Time and time again, if I'm playing a you know smaller bar or something like that, I always ask the guy afterwards, "Hey, what uh you know what what do you like to hear? Or you know what mm-hmm. what did what did you like tonight or something like that?" And they always tell me the same thing. I don't care as long as you keep people in their seats. That's mm-hmm. all I care about. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Hey, m- the more seats, the more uh, you know, drinks that are being poured, the better the night's going to be. So, <laughs> mm-hmm. you said it. Yeah. So, a- as a solo artist, uh, so were you a solo artist before going into the band scene, or was it kind of you know a little bit of both, or just they kind of just came from the band scene and you were kind of like, okay, I want to start you know exploring you know a solo side of myself. Yeah, definitely. I would say the latter. You know, when I first started out in music was maybe my high school years kind of thing and was in a band, I think was I was telling uh, you last night, I think uh-huh. it was called Part, Partly Cloudy or something like that. <laughs> it was a horrible, horrible band name. Uh, but, you know, we did covers and stuff like that. And then, you know, after I got out of high school, um, I played in a band called Easy Four and we toured all up and down the East Coast and all that kind of stuff doing awesome. original music. We would throw in some, you know, tasty covers and all uh-huh. that kind of stuff. Um, but my my solo stuff didn't start coming in until later, you know, so I have played with a number of acts in between there. And um, I think in 2017, I put out my first real uh, solo song, uh, Sweet Amalia. Uh-huh. Um, so yeah, definitely came later. You know, it's, it's uh, everybody has a different musical journey and mine was definitely helping people, accompanying uh, people on tracks, all that kind of stuff to help me figure out where I'm going and what do I sound like, you know, who do I want to be, you know, like and all that kind of stuff to finally, oh, okay, this is where I am, this is where I'm going and this is what I sound like. Very nice. Yeah, uh, I was kind of similar in a way. I started out doing a lot of band stuff and the solo thing kind of came late for me. Uh, I've always wanted to kind of do and write some acoustic songs. And I was at a point where, you know, the band I was in kind of dropped off and, uh, you know, I took some time off and I was like, you know, maybe this is the time to kind of just, you know, pick up an acoustic and see what happens. And I actually wrote 
uh, three, four, five songs. And I'm like, well, I've been in studios before. Let me just, you know, start trying to, you know, put some demos down. And, you know, I put out a uh, five song EP and then, you know, it clicked to me. I was like, oh, wait, I got to start like playing these out in front of people. I've never been on stage like by myself to like that extent. I, I played in like, you know, talent shows and little certain things. It's like one song and you're done. But I have never been on stage by myself for longer than maybe five minutes. So it, it took me a little while to really gain the confidence with that. But uh, I, I do got to say, I mean, I, I love the solo aspect of being a musician. And, you know, I think a lot of my creativity uh, – really went uh and skyrocketed at that point because uh i was you know my role in a lot of my bands were mainly uh rhythm and i would have my times where i would you know have some leads here and there but i kind of knew my role i was okay with my role so kind of uh transitioning into being the one like in in front of bright lights and everything was like a new phase for me but you know it uh, after you know a couple of years you kind of start realizing and getting that confidence back and everything so yeah and just like anything else you just got to do it be bad at it for a while learn yeah hopefully learn. oh yeah <laughs> ask people around you okay let's see okay like i know i'm amazing and i'm the best artist you ever saw even though there's <laughs> two people in the bar now that we're past that, what can I do to get better, you know? Absolutely. Yeah, we. I think we all kind of uh, have that stage where, you know, we're, you know, at the lowest of points and we're just learning, you know, and at that point, like, you're just knowing it's okay to mess up because you're uh, learning your craft, you're learning how, you know, the system works, and then it's only, you know, you start uh, networking and you start seeing people that are up to a level that you want to be at. And then, you know, you see what they're doing and you're like, okay, well, if I want to get to that level, I got to get to, uh, or if I want to get, and if I want to be on these people's levels, then that's where I got to start, you know, putting in the effort to continuing to, uh, you know, improve my skills and, you know, just seeing what they're doing and having to be able to not only, uh, you know, copy people, but, you know, just kind of make it your own and still being able to, uh, you know, be original, but then, you know, getting to that level of, you know, uh, from a year or two of like progress. Totally. Yeah. I mean, that's, uh, that's the way you do it. You know, I tell, you know, when I talk to young guys, I say the same thing. Go, who's your favorite local person? Go watch them, watch what they do, take notes, and, you know, find out what what are they doing that is getting a reaction out of people. Yeah, it takes time. You got to build up an audience and all that mm -hmm. kind of stuff. But one person at a time, you got to go into a bar and you got to wow them. Or you got to have one person come up to you afterwards and say, hey, that was great. Okay, cool. Let's talk for a little while. Absolutely. Yeah. And that, and that takes a while too to kind of just learn how to read a crowd to the point where, you know, you don't necessarily have to think. You just kind of know, okay, well, you know, it's kind of this type of crowd tonight. So I think I'm just going to, you know, lay low. I don't necessarily have to, you know, be as jumpy. You can kind of lay back and play the slower tunes. And then until that, you know, later party crowd comes in, you're like, okay, here, now it's time to turn up. I've, I've had that moment recently where, you know, I was playing a lot of slower stuff and then, you know, a bunch of, you know, the whole younger crowd starts coming in. I'm like, all right, well, they're not going to want to be, you know, sitting back listening to slower Eric Clapton songs. So let's just start picking it, <laughs> picking it up. <laughs> Tears in heaven. Nope. Let's no, just, just scratch, scratch that. <laughs> 
Cheers Wonder- to Kevin, you're out. Layla, wonderful you're tonight. In. Nah, nah, I gotta. <laughs> I don't. I don't see many people slow dancing in bars these days. So, <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's a wedding thing. Right? Yeah. So you mentioned earlier that uh, you worked on five different uh, albums with uh, you know different either uh, musicians or bands. Uh, what What are some of those, and what's uh, probably your favorite uh, project you probably worked on, other than you know your current. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, just going way back, you know, when I was in, in uh, I guess, after, I mean, it was like right around when I was graduating high school, there was, we had a band called Man Bites Dog, and that was, uh, you know, real fun. We did a, I guess, five-song EP, and those were with some of my best buddies, you know, growing up, so that was just, you know, the that was the best, because, you know, sometimes you get into a band, and egos take over and stuff like that but if you can bring it back to having having fun being with your buddies and all that kind of stuff that gives you a renewal um and then i guess you know when i got into my 20s i made an album with a band called easy four and uh actually we made that right over in springfield uh circa maybe 2000 something like that Hmm. i'm dating myself now (laughs) <laughs> uh, so I played uh, lead guitar on there and did like, a little bit of singing, uh, and that was a, a super fun project, um, kind of folky, jammy mm-hmm. rock type of thing. Uh, you know, again, you know, it's like I, I, how, how do I find these on the internet? Then right. they don't exist anymore. I think I have a whole thing of CDs. <laughs> yeah. How do I get these on onto uh, the internet? So right, yeah, um, something that I'll have to put to task uh at, at some point um and i guess in the, in the more recent i've made an, an ep with a band called coal mine canaries and that was kind of a punk rock band out of the philly scene nice uh loads of fun something you know outside of my general genre yeah music uh, not that i don't appreciate punk rock it's just not something that i normally play so mm-hmm. i had to you know bring my guitar down from from playing up here to yeah. all the way down <laughs> and uh you know, play some loud and obnoxious riffs, but that was uh, such a great time. Yeah. You know, uh, making my, my own stuff. And um, in 2008, we made the first Muskrat Flats album called Field of Rays. Uh, uh-huh. 2018, excuse me. Uh-huh. Um, so that one kind of kicked off uh, the band Muskrat Flats all together. And uh, that was kind of a really unique story as well. Uh, you know, kind of, played with a, a band called the huge for many of years with my brother patty mccann who a lot of mm-hmm. people in you know delco area know my brother patty and uh brian seipel and then we had a couple different keyboard players who played with us over the years mm-hmm. and uh we did you know many shows all over the uh tri-state area um headlined the world cafe and stuff like that and uh so we actually started making an album and never finished it so that's one that never got finished hmm. and uh hey maybe one day it'll pop out somewhere yeah, one but day was, never know <laughs> yeah as a band where we just played a lot of live shows and you know at some point we got into the studio started kicking tracks and then never came to fruition so that's why you know you gotta make sure you don't miss that moment because mm-hmm. if you blink it's gonna be gone absolutely yeah yeah i, I like you know, uh, be- being in bands are, you know, awesome times, but, you know, d- depending on how things go, like they can be 
short-lived at certain points because you know we there's been people like myself that and and you that have been in multiple bands multiple different genres and you know they kind of all have their own story to them and like you were saying like you were in a, a punk rock rock band where it's not something that you would normally see yourself but you enjoyed it at that time and uh i was in a uh a metalcore band uh that was one of my last ones and it was because I, I i'm a, a big fan of the, the the metal scene and i i wanted to you know get into a type of uh metal band and once i was in there uh, it, it like i just loved the energy of the shows it's to- totally different from being in a rock band uh you know it, like just the the two scenes although similar they they're very different uh, but it was, it was a fun time. I got to, you know, go out to Ohio and, uh, record some music and play some shows out there, which I've never, you know, played other than, you know, playing the local tri-state area. I've never played any other shows outside of the tri-state, uh, you know, Delaware, New Jersey, and Philly. So go- being able to, you know, say that I've been outside of <laughs> the tri-state and PA-, PA area playing shows and, you know, traveling that much, that was my experience of being on tour. So it was a really fun experience being out there for like a week, uh, you know, just recording a, a whole, you know, EP out there. And it was a fun, fun times. It was really fun times out there. <laughs> Love that. Yeah, that's, the, that's what we live for, you know, recording, playing music live. Doesn't get any better than that. Yeah, man. Uh, just, just as much as, uh, you know, playing live, uh, I've grown to, you know, love being a producer and i've really been over the last year uh, uh since you know being quarantined and everything with uh this whole uh pandemic uh, i've really been able to you know perfect a lot of my recording and producing uh you know skills and being able to you know uh write and record my own music and learning more on how to perfect my mixing and mastering so i uh, Although it's a shame with everything that's been going on, but it, it's kind of been good in the sense to kind of, you know, scale it back and, you know, have everybody kind of, you know, improve their crafts and even take up something that they wouldn't necessarily maybe even have time for. And they're like, well, I mean, I had the time now. I might as well just try to experiment with it. And, you know, I've always said that, you know, uh, once, you know, we're definitely getting back to, you know, a lot bi- bigger of a normal than we were this time last year. But I feel, you know, once the music business and uh, music scene really starts getting out there full time and full uh, full tilt, it's going to I I reckon that we're going to have a lot of albums dropping from so many different bands i mean we've already seen a lot but it's i think it's going to be a big boom of like music new music that's going to be uh coming out and i'm looking forward to that because you know with a lot of uh guys that do it for a living uh if they hadn't had to have you know picked up a job or something i mean you would figure they're just going to be writing and recording so you know you know there's going to be you know millions of different albums and singles popping out in the next uh year or two and i I mean i'm looking forward to that aspect of you know seeing and trying to listen to you know new different types of bands and even the bands that i look up to uh you know and seeing what they've been up to and working on oh yeah no i think that's that's one thing i'm always looking forward to and I, I'm a huge music fan. Like I just want to hear new albums, new albums. Mm-hmm. And I want to hear a good one. I just listen to it. And I play it out. Yeah. For you know a, a vinyl, it would it would just be flattened totally. Uh, but I'm always looking for new music. So that's just uh, a great thing to look forward to after no live no live music for a year. 
and you know we're all mm-hmm. trying to figure out what to do and all those kind of things hopefully we get rewarded with some of the best music of all times right yeah we can only hope so i was going to say that we had a uh question coming from uh the chat here and i think it was uh chris ryan <laughs> he was asking let me pull it up here. This is a little bit bigger. Uh, who is better at guitar, Matt, uh, Matty or Patty? <laughs> you don't have to start anything there. You know, the, uh, <laughs> there's the student and then there's the teacher. No, I'm just joking. Uh, <laughs> you know, I, I think I have a longer standing relationship with the guitar than Patrick does. Uh, you know, he is definitely a jack of all trades. If you know Patty, he plays drums. He plays bass, he plays guitar, he plays keys, uh, he's a producer, all those things, but I might have him on guitar. Hey, we'll have to get a uh, little uh, guitar battle on here eventually. <laughs> yeah, we'll fight it out. We'll, we'll settle it on table talk. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The first uh, guitar battle. <laughs> Love it. And also... Uh, and if you guys have any more questions, uh, to Anthony, both us, uh, I'm Maddie. Thank you. <laughs> so we also, I, uh, I believe this is from, uh, Zach Chap. So, uh, uh, Maddie, thank you so much for all you do for this scene, even though you are so far away from home. Yeah. Yeah. Zach, you're my man. Uh, have a nice relationship with Zach, especially this past year. Uh, we've known each other for a while, but. Um, this past year, I've been working closely with him, as I do with a lot of um, musicians all over the country, mm-hmm. just trying to, um, you know, he, he's a serious musician who's trying to hone his skills. So he spent much of 2020, like you're talking about. Yeah. Um, you know, what did we all do in 2020? And do we see the, the fruits of our labor? Right. Uh, so I, we walk, worked tirelessly for about a year working on his EP. So getting getting just the ideas down figuring out where we're going to record it, all those kind of things. So, yeah, we spent a lot of time in 2020. And then uh, I guess, you know, just a, maybe a month or two ago, he got to release his single, Communicate. Communicate, So yeah. that's a huge, yeah, huge fan. And uh, he put in a lot of hard work. So it's good to see that finally, you know, come to fruition. And, uh, you know, I'm really excited to see what Zach's going to do, a great young artist. And uh, yeah. he's yeah. got, got a lot, of, lot in front of him. Absolutely. Yeah. Zach is a very uh, awesome dude. And I was uh, proud to be able to talk to him in uh, one of the past episodes we had. And, you know, I got to have him play communicate on air and, you know, I listened to it before and uh, I definitely had, uh, you know, it's like, I think from what I remember, it was like a very, uh, you know, classic Rocky, you know, psychedelic almost uh, type of style. And I loved it. Yeah, uh, so I, I I look forward to a lot more coming from Zach Chap and uh, Zach. If you're still watching, you know, keep keep on uh, up the uh, good work, my friend. Yeah, no, Zach's great, and uh, you know, it's it's one of those things where you know you you got to keep putting in the time, the time, yeah. the time, and then you know, hopefully, it starts paying off. And mm-hmm. I think he's he's starting to see the fruits of of his labor. Um, you know, for the sake of mentioning, uh, I'll give a shout out to. Kyle Pylock, who's also a uh, Delco area guy. I think he's in Wayne right now, but he also released an, um, an album uh, this year, which I know you can get all over the internet, wherever you can get it. Uh-huh. Um, but he, he made his um, first solo album, longtime 
you know, artist. Very nice. And he actually uh, made all of the, the CD casings he designed and made himself. So, I mean, that's a beautiful homemade product, you know, put mm -hmm. a lot of time and effort. I think he wrote all the songs, performed all the songs, recorded it, all that kind of stuff. It's basically his name and a lot of things after that on the CD. That's so awesome. I was really happy to be yeah part of that as well. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. It's, it's, it's cool to be, you know, a musician. And then also, you know, cause my, uh, a lot of uh, the biggest thing, uh, other than music, I'm a big, uh, web design nerd. I love web design and, you know, doing websites and doing, you know, all types of different, uh, you know, flyers and, you know, everything for this show, uh, I've done all myself, you know, down to like the layouts and all the graphics and everything. So it's definitely a, uh, a hobby of mine that I've taken since, uh, high school. Uh, I've, I've only really taken one little course in high school on how to like to really, uh, work with HTML and stuff, but everything else, you know, YouTube is my best friend lately with a lot of that stuff. So you, <laughs> you, mm -hmm. you, 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 uh, you figure out something and you're like, okay, well, if YouTube doesn't have it, then I don't know what to do. <laughs> That's exactly it. You know what? And, uh, nowadays you got to do everything. You got to know how to do a little bit of this and a little mm -hmm. bit of that. It definitely and, helps. Uh, Oh yeah, no, and I mean, if you're gonna if you're gonna make a splash and you just, I just play guitar, I'm gonna wait for somebody to come along and see me. That's not gonna happen. Um, but you know, I'll give a shout out to Patty, probably one of the, if not the most hardworking guy in Delco. Now that I've left mm -hmm. um, Philadelphia area, you know, he's he's definitely one of the most hardworking guys. You see him behind the lighting rig. You see him behind the sound rig. Um, you see this guy on stage helping people. He's doing it all, but. You know, he released, I guess, two EPs over the course of the um, pandemic. Um, and this is more of uh, his electronic DJ um, kind of stuff. And, you know, beautiful thing. You should check that out. I mean, but he, he didn't miss much of a beat. Uh -huh. You know, definitely stayed real busy on the Internet, you know, Facebook and all that kind of stuff. And releasing two EPs, you know, that's a huge deal. And, you know, he's another guy who... Um, you know, I said, uh, oh, I got these songs, blah, blah, you know, you're going to put them out, right? When's that EP coming out? You know, that <laughs> thing. And it's, you know, great to see. I love jamming to the tunes, you know, so it's great to see, uh, you know, just like you said, new music coming out of uh, a bad situation and mm -hmm. just in general, you know, from 2020, let's keep the good stuff, get rid of the bad stuff that was, you know, that was in 2020 and we'll be Absolutely. Good. Absolutely. You know, it's a, I mean, there's, there's always some type of positive you can take from a negative situation. So I feel, you know, if, I mean, uh, it, it's a shame and, you know, it's, uh, we, we, 2020 was, you know, a time for ages that will never be forgotten, but you know, it, it's only so much that you can do, but if you try to take and make the best of those, hopefully everybody made the best of those days instead of just, you know, just thinking, well, I'm just going to sit home and, you know, eat and drink. I know I, I know I did a lot of eating, but I, you know, on the, on the music side, you know, I, I started really trying to, you know, take, take that time to think about, you know, hey, what's certain things that, you know, I needed to do and uh, that I can, you know, if I'm coming out of this and I want to make like a big impression, there was like, you know, I wanted to upgrade a lot of my gear. I wanted to, you know, upgrade this and that. I wanted to kind of work on 
certain things and you know this show was born within that time and then you know working on my video production skills and doing this and being a producer of a show my own show never would have thought of being a host of any type of show but you know I've grown to love doing this and you know talking to people like you Matt and uh you know it's been uh such an awesome time just uh continuing to get to know you on a on a level and you know continuing to learn uh you know about other uh musicians and how we you know love what we do and you know we love to continue to entertain people on different experience levels and like you like how you're uh you know teaching the younger generation i love trying to help out people that are you know just starting out or just need that extra push to be like hey i mean you know i'm either you know a songwriter but i you know haven't really had a chance to really start you know putting my music out there what do you kind of have as like uh you know advice or, you know, it's like, you know, uh, just giving any type of advice on, you know, how to perform, uh, even co- going to like live streaming here, you know, I've done many a live streamings, uh, way before, you know, the pandemic hit and, you know, even that I feel I've kind of started to upgrade, uh, and, you know, try to make it as entertaining as possible instead of just, you know, throwing your phone up there and, uh, just hoping that, you know, the audio is always working, but, you know, trying to make it the best, uh, you know, the best thing kind of on the uh, internet, if not one of the best. So, yeah, uh, yeah, you said it, man. That's, uh, I think that was, you know, if you weren't kind of going into the dark place and having to deal with, uh, you know, so many things in 2020, you know, if, if you didn't have to do that, you weren't alive in 2020. Yeah. But at a certain point, you know, a lot of us said, you know, what am I going to do? You know, for, for Muskrat Flats, you know, we played our last show in, December, you know, late December of 2019 with the hopes, you know, I, I left um, New Year's Eve for California and we we're going to take the first three months off. And then, you know, I was going to get back on the plane and you know, start doing shows again. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, that's the best laid plans right there. Of course, that didn't come to fruition. And, <laughs> you know, everything got pushed back, pushed back and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, you get depressed, you get sad, but then eventually you say, OK, well, what are we going to do? I guess we're going to write new songs. I guess we're going to, like you said, figure out some new ways to get our music out there. Uh-huh. Um, you know, we also had been working on our, our merch line and we had redone our branding and stuff like that. So we said, okay, let's, you know, keep, keep working that and came out with a whole line of t-shirts and, and clothing and all those kind of things. So, uh, you know, along with you, I also, you know, helped to redesign the Muskrat Flats website you know, started a mailing list online and all that kind of stuff. So very nice. We, we didn't really waste much time ourselves. You know, we were communicating uh, every week, you know, coming up with, you know, what's the, the backup plan for this going to be? What's the, the next move here and all that kind of stuff for when, you know, the, the dust actually settles. I agree. And, uh, you know, you're, you're always thinking, uh, 10 steps ahead when it comes to a lot of this stuff, you're always thinking, you know, uh, trying to keep, you know, your social media is up trying to, you know, be a writer, be a performer, you know, it's, you know, a, a lot of people only see, you know, what's on the, you know, the phones most of the time, like, oh yeah, uh, Matt's playing or the, uh, Muskrat flats are playing, but then they don't see the behind the scenes of, you know, the countless hours, what it takes to, you know, get to that point. And, you know, unless, you know, you have a lot of friends of the band or people that know personally, but, uh, you know, it's what we do is what we love doing. And, uh, 
I mean, I, I wouldn't be, you know, doing anything else if it uh, came to it. I, I just love being able to perform for people and, you know, being able to, you know, especially with uh, original music, uh, having music that uh, touches people in certain ways that, uh, when they come to you and say like, Hey, this song like really meant a lot to me. And when you're writing, when usually when you're writing, I know for me, sometimes I'm not usually thinking I'm writing this for a certain person. It's just more, this is what's coming out in this song. And, you know, I don't usually tend to write it thinking that, you know, it's going to be, you know, somebody that's coming to me and saying like, yeah, I mean, I, I put this on and it really, you know, gave me a good feeling or anything, but it, it really, uh, you know, makes my day when I, when I have somebody that comes to me and says, you know, I, I've been listening to this album or these couple songs and it's just, you know, got me through a lot of, you know, certain things and it just makes my day even better listening to it. So it's fun to hear those type of comments from people. Yeah, you said it, man. We, we had a, you know, just a, a great year of, you know, communication and feedback with our audience. You know, there was, we we're all stuck inside, you know, more or less and, and whatnot. But, uh, you know, we were definitely trying to get Patty would be the biggest, uh, you know, example, but he was, you know, week in and week out on, on Facebook, you know, putting himself out there and keeping, yeah. keeping people engaged. You know, and I was trying to do it as much as I can too. Um, but it's, it, it's tough, man. You know, myself personally, I have to, uh, a lot of trouble warming up just playing to a camera, you know, for me, there's, there's definitely a live aspect that, um, I don't want to say it's kind of crucial, but mm -hmm. it, it's, it's a big part of why I love music, and, uh -huh. you know, to your, like you mentioned there, that, that playing music part is, is very small. It's 5%, 3% of what we do as, mm -hmm. as musicians. You know, the rest of it is the planning is the, you know, writing songs is the getting prepared, getting organized and all that kind of stuff. That's what, you know, if you're going to do it, you're going to, you know, do it for a living. You, that's what you got to do. You know, you got to really, uh, it's three 30 in the morning and you're still breaking down equipment and you got to be <laughs> up at six 30 next yep. day and, you know, get up with your, your, you know, job or your uh -huh. kids or whatnot. Right. Uh, that's when you find out if you really actually like music or if you just want to kind of hang out. Absolutely. It, it definitely, uh, de it definitely weeds out a lot of the people that are like the, the weekenders or the people that are like, you know, uh, it, it's one thing, you know, making money with music, that's good. But, you know, uh, then there's the people that are like, you know, hey, I can be performing for, you know, five people and make like 10 bucks. But as long as I'm having fun up on stage and doing what I love, I, I can care less about making, you know, X amount of dollars or playing in front of certain crowds. I mean, they're just extra uh perks when it comes but like being a live entertainer like if you love entertaining nothing else is gonna you know kind of compare to it uh just from being able to you know connect with an audience in that type of way yeah that's why it was a real tough year on musicians for sure you know yeah. it's, um, mm -hmm. musicians and, and concert goers it was, it was a tough one that's a, a tough pill to swallow you know i myself uh I'm, I'm definitely an extrovert. I love being in front of people. I love mm -hmm. being, talking to people, uh, you know, all that kind of stuff. Uh, you know, for some people, I think 2020 was not as tough as far as being isolated from other people. For me and, and people like me, it was it was really tough, you know, and I think yeah. that that can be good to, you know, forces you to kind of, you know, go internal and rethink things and kind of address a lot of things that maybe you've had on the back burner for a little while. 
Right. But, uh, you know, that's, that's, a uh, for me, that's the biggest part of music. You know, I love playing in the studio. I love, you know, doing all that kind of stuff, but playing live is the ultimate. That's, that's where it's at. Can't agree more, man. So, uh, Matt, I think it's time that uh, we get to the segment of the show called the Table Talk Spin Wheel. So I'm going to pull the spin wheel up. And the spin wheel, Matt, is a wheel that contains three different segments. Uh, I was trying to figure out a cool little segment or segments of the show. But I'm like, well, let me just make a wheel and put these three and then whatever this uh, spin wheel lands on, that'll be the topic for the actual night of the uh, segment here. So I'm going to spin the wheel here real quick and let's see what it comes up with. No whammies, no whammies. No whammies. Topic question. So thankfully I had written down one or two today because I had a feeling I was going to get to that topic question today. So... Uh, we were just talking about uh, you know being entertainers and loving what we do, being uh, having music, uh, but the this kind of rolls right into it, and I, I I'm glad that I thought of this today. So, if you weren't doing music, Matt, uh, what do you think you would be doing instead? Hmm. That's a good question. Um, whatever it would be it would be something with connecting people because i think that's what i really do is i connect people Mm -hmm. and um something with connecting people bringing people together something working with my hands um you know i've done many odd jobs in the past i've worked on farms that's definitely the hardest job i've ever had i've worked on roofs uh Uh that you know all those kind of things but something working with my hands making things you know, I think that's something that's kind of lost on our generation and maybe a little bit better than our generation is, you know, making things that people buy, things that make people's lives better. Yeah. You know, if, if we're talking about music, then, you know, it's making music. But right. um, that that's something that I'm really passionate about. Like we talked about, you know, a uh, big science dork, of course. Mm-hmm. But I think, <laughs> you know, overall, the, the, it would be working with people. I love being around people, talking, bringing people together, finding solutions, and uh, creating. You know, whatever that job is, I'm I'm down for it. That's awesome, man. Yeah, and I, and I think that just kind of rolls right into you know the fact that music brings so many people together. And if you just have that in you, that even if you didn't have music, there's ways that you can still have that passion and put that into something else. Uh, if you if we didn't have music, there's always something that can you know. Uh, potentially bring people together is just you know kind of thinking outside the box or you know whether it be like another certain job that brings people to or connect or connecting with certain people and you know it's definitely a great trait for a lot of people and uh that can actually make people feel good and you know bringing people together in times when they actually need that type of connection especially in the times that we've had because there, there's a lot of people that have gone into you know dark times where they di- felt that they were you know, they didn't have anybody. And I, th- I feel definitely it's the time now that we need to, you know, communicate with more people, even though, uh, you know, we're getting back into like physical communication with people. Uh, you know, I think we just have to continue to, you know, check on our loved ones, check on the people that we care about. And even, you know, uh, you know, 
the uh, people that we may not have full contact with, but just, uh, you know, people we may have not talked to in a while, but just, you know, sending that message saying, hey, man, it's been a while. I just wanted to check in on you, seeing how you're doing. It, it, go, it goes a long way for a lot of people, you know? <laughs> yeah, you know, actually, I found myself doing that a lot last year. You know, I'd like just calling people up or contacting them randomly and just saying, you know, I forget where we left things off. Did I, did I leave that off on a good foot? <laughs> you know, or, or, you know, how's things going? You know, let's catch yeah. up, all that kind of stuff. Because, yeah, I, I don't know what it was, but, you know, a lot of 2020 had me, you know, sent me back into re- very contemplative, you know, very much, you know, reflecting on things that I, you know, we don't often get to do if you're not meditating for hours a day, you know, and, and not many of us have that kind of time. So, it, mm-hmm. you know, that was definitely a, a big thing for me. Awesome. Yeah. That's it, a uh, awesome thing to have, man. Man. Uh, we've talked about a lot of your music projects tonight and it seems like you're, uh, I've had a, uh, wonderful, you know, uh, music career thus far. Uh, but I want to know, uh, you know, the, what are some of your influences as a musician? Like what are the bands, artists uh, that kind of made you either want to pick up a guitar or something that kind of, you know, click to say, Hey, this is something I want to be doing. I mean, I can answer that question, but if you've watched um, 155 episodes of my brother playing guitar, that probably <laughs> sums it up for you right there. But, uh, yeah. My, my folks weren't like musically uh, inclined people per se, but my father was a huge music fan. My mother, you know, I could tell you stories. Um, she has, uh, well, my grandfather on, on my mother's side was the director of American bandstand. So, oh, wow. She sat on the lap of, I don't even know, Mick Jagger or like wow. famous people when she was young and stuff like that. So different kind of musical influences. Mm-hmm. And my father, you know, he took me in seventh grade to see the Allman Brothers at the Tower Theater, the which Tower I Theater. What, might not be a thing much longer or isn't. And, uh, you know, he turned me on to the, uh, the Allman Brothers, the Grateful Dead, Dire Straits. Mm-hmm. Um, and just so many oddball things, you know, he was always the guy who had the next cool thing. You know, he was listening to cool country music before country music was, was a thing Uh and all that kind of stuff. And he always prided himself on, you know, being uh, a person who kind of knew a lot about music. So those were definitely big uh, influences. And then, you know, growing up in the nineties, of course, you know, grunge rock and TV and all that kind of stuff. And um, some of my bigger influences when I was younger, Ani DeFranco was a big one. You know, I was a big Dave Matthews fan back mm-hmm. in the day and all that kind of stuff. Um, but, you know, my heart lies probably in the jam band scene. Um, I love, you know, the Disco Biscuits, Fish, Grateful mm-hmm. Dead, um, String Cheese Incident, all that kind of stuff. So love it all. Um, you know, everything has been a big influence on me, you know, and there's, you know, every genre has its good music and mm-hmm. it's, you know, not so yeah great music and all that kind of stuff. But, you know, that's why I love listening to good new music is yeah. because, you know, never know where you're going to be inspired. Yeah, man. I hear you. Uh, I, I've always been the same way. Like, you know, I'm not much of a country person, but being part of like the cover band scene knowing that you know you have to kind of be a little diverse in your shows I- i've kind of 
learned to appreciate, not that I've never appreciated, I shouldn't say uh, that I've learned to appreciate it, but I've, I've learned to, uh, you know, from a musician standpoint, like, okay, like, I mean, the, the, the structures of a lot of the songs and, you know, where a lot of these things come from, like, okay, there's certain, uh, bigger artists. Like I'm a big fan of Chris Stapleton. I'm a big fan of a lot of like his type of, uh, music and, uh, influences of that sort that has like a, like more of like the bluesier country, uh, feel to them. And, uh, you know, that I've always been a very diverse person. I mean, I I can go one day, you know, jamming out to Jimi Hendrix for a couple hours and then maybe a couple hours later I might be, you know, going to something heavier and then going back to some more like acoustic feels and then a rock band. So, uh, I, I feel it's always nice to have a little bit of diversity, uh, whether you're a musician or uh, not, it's, it's always good to kind of, you know, experiment and see like different types of music and, uh, you know, everybody's not going to like every little uh, genre. Uh, but, you know, I, I feel everybody has their own tastes and it's good to kind of at least give uh, something a listen and then you can always just make your judgments. But I've, I, I, I've liked being, you know, I. Uh, easily diverse in a lot of different music that I listen to. And it, it just kind of goes by the day or the mood that I'm in. So, <laughs> yeah, a hundred percent, you know, everything's got its own, like you said, it's, you know, a mood for this mood for that. What do you listen to when you're sad? What do you listen to when you're happy and all that kind of stuff? Right. So for, for me, music has always been there and uh, you know, the, whether it's kind of, you know, sitting in my room when I was, you know, a young teenager playing air guitar, trying to, think I was Dwayne Allman or something like that, <laughs> uh, trying to play, you know, some obnoxious Allman Brothers tune. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's, it's one thing that for, for me, it's, you know, it, it's a way of speaking to people in a, in a way that you can't communicate any other way. It, it, it's totally unique. And, um, I think there's something to be said about live music and that, that you can listen to something and I do this all the time, not until I see the band live. Do I actually kind of get, oh, now I get it. Now I see why people appreciate this, you know, and, and I think that's kind of incumbent upon us all is, you know, hey, especially now that, you know, hopefully things are kind of behind us. Yeah. Get out and see a new live band, you know, try some right. different kind of music, something like that, because you never know what you're going to find. And, you know, I'm not a, a huge country music but uh, fan, but you mentioned Chris Stapleton, who I've no you know, just a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wrote High Plains last year, not even knowing that this um, this climb from starting over, I think it's something like this. He goes, And in the home that will Something like that. And I, uh-huh. like, I never even heard the song, but it's very similar to right. you know, what's going on in mine. And that's the thing. You, A person across the globe can play a song same chord structure yep come up with something completely different and i think that's that's probably the most exciting thing about the time that we live in right now is we are also connected Mm -hmm. and at any given point you're going to have a great idea and somebody's going to hear it on table talk Mm -hmm. across the globe yeah and that's going to revolutionize whatever it is that you, you just drop that truth bomb on everybody. Yeah. And just like that, an idea can completely change the world. Right. I think that's incredible. So I I think that's, uh, that's something to strive for. 
Yeah, yeah, that's uh, you know, heavy words right there. You know, it's a, that you know, one little thing can you know make or break or make a big change uh in the world not even just for music but it can just you know hit somebody and you know set them off to be like you know hey i just was watching something or you know just messing around and this kind of came to my mind and you you know put forth into it and you know it just takes off you never know what it uh, you never know until you try something and you know you never know you might just be the next big thing so it's it's always with um the simple fact that, you know, uh, some people are always usually taken back, like, well, you know, I could do this, but, you know, some people may not never listen to it or like, ah, I'm too scared to put it out. You know, I mean, the, the Internet's a big place and, you know, it's it's, um, you know, uh, you just got to continue to just keep on doing it because the worst thing that can happen is, you know, you don't necessarily get the reactions you want, but as long as I think. Uh, as you are happy with what you're putting out, whatever type of content I might be, uh, you know, I'm, I'm trying to get out of being a numbers guy of like, you know, if this thing doesn't get like so many likes or so many views, then it's, it's just not, it wasn't worth it. But you know, you got to love the content that you're doing in the first place. And if you, if you believe that the content you're putting out is awesome somebody else will eventually fall upon it and be like, yeah, this is awesome too. And then, you know, it, it, it may take a couple of years for you to get the right, you know, formula down, but uh, just keep on doing what you're doing. Keep on, you know, thriving to, you know, be better than the day before. And eventually people are going to catch on to it. Yeah. You said it, man. I mean, that's, we all got to start somewhere. You mm-hmm. know, you get that first step is the t- most difficult one. And, um, you know, people say, oh, you know, how do you perform on stage? You know, I would get anxious or yeah. nervous or whatever. It's like, I get anxious and nervous before every show. Me too. Now, I, I still do. I deal with it in a different way than I did when I was younger kind <laughs> of thing. But, you know, it's it, we all got to go out there and play to nobody, play to two people, play yep. to five people. And even though, you know, I've been at the time playing music for 15 plus years, uh, when I started Muskrat Flats, we had to do the same thing. Mm-hmm. We had to go into, you know, uh, Delaware County, Philadelphia, Westchester, Delaware, all these surrounding area places. Start with nobody in the bar. Start with one person each week. Yep. Be consistent. And next thing you know, it's 5, 10, 15 people yep. show up, 20, 40 people. Next thing you know, the, the dive bar you're playing in is completely packed. Yep. Right? And, um, you know, if we started in 2018, 2019 playing to next to nobody, you know, I just was able to go back east, uh, I guess, last month and get to see all my favorite people in the whole whole entire world um, and have a show. And, you know, I think we sold out the night 100, 120 people or something like that. So that's the trajectory of being a musician. Yeah. Got to start with, start with nothing, mm-hmm. work it, be consistent. Next thing you know, you know, if you're doing it right, if you know, it takes time. You got to take in that sensory data because you, you, you went into your, your, um, you, you went back to your drawing board. You came up with all these great songs and great ideas, and then you put them out in the world and that not everything was a a big hit. So what do you do? Well, you know, you retool, figure out, ask people, get some feedback and all that kind of stuff. And that makes you stronger. You know, next thing you know, 10 people show up, 
you got to play to every single one of those people. Hey, what do you like? What do you like that we did? Okay, I liked your originals. I liked your cover of this, whatever it is. Yeah. And and that's just that's just how it goes. Yeah, man. It's you know, it, it's the climb that uh, gets us, and just you know, we everybody wants to be successful. Everybody wants to be you know selling out Madison Square Garden one day. <laughs> unfortunately, not it, it, unfortunately not everybody's gonna be able to do it. If it was that easy. Everybody would be doing it every week, but you know, Mm -hmm. we uh, like, like we just to sum up what we've been talking about, we love what we do. And, you know, even if we were playing for a, uh, if we were just playing for ourselves, we would be playing like there was 50,000 people there, you know, cause it's just, we we love, we love what we do, man. And uh, I just want to say thank you for being on here tonight. It was a pleasure getting to finally meet you. And thank you for uh, coming to me to actually be on the show. And uh, it, it was a real pleasure, uh, you know, talking with you. And hopefully, uh, you know, when you're back on the uh, East Coast, we can hopefully meet up one of these times and uh, maybe have a uh, physical conversation and uh, talk a little bit more. And uh, we'll have to get uh, the Muskrat Flats on here and uh, have you back and talk a little more as well. That sounds like a blast, man. I would love to have that. And, uh, you know, when I drop any preemptive uh, rumors here, but, uh, you know, September comes around, maybe Maddie will be coming back into town as well. And, uh, you know, definitely looking forward to the next round of uh, shows coming up and uh, would love to, you know, get in front of you, meet you face to face, maybe give yeah. you a hug and all that kind of yeah. stuff. But, <laughs> nah, I love what you're doing, man. And that's how it is. You know, you're communicating to people. Somebody reached out to me today from, uh, just further south of me in, in California and said, oh, I'm really excited you're going to be on uh, Table Talk tonight, you know, if you ever come out to California. And I said, oh, I live in California. Yeah. So you're getting out there, man. You're all over the place. So hey, that's, that's really hey, cool to be here today. That's, I that's awesome. And I, I love that people are kind of starting to pick it up. And, you know, like you said, it, it's, uh, you know, growing by every episode. And I'm loving it. I appreciate everybody watching tonight. Thank you for being so active in the comments section tonight, guys. Uh, so we will be back. I'm going to take a, a little uh, small hiatus uh, for uh, maybe about two, three weeks. I'm preparing for my son's first birthday uh, coming up in just about two weeks. So I'm going to be, uh, you know, doing that, spending some time with the family. And then we'll be back with episode 26. Uh, I believe it's going to be in the uh, second or third week of August, guys. So make sure you guys are following me here on Facebook and Twitch. Make sure you guys follow Matt and the uh, Muskrat Flats. And uh, we'll be uh, trying to get them on the show here, hopefully uh, before the end of the year. And just want to say thank you all for being here. You've been watching Table Talk. We will see you on another episode, guys. Have a great one, and thank you, Matt. Appreciate it. Talk to you soon, man.